The dissenters say, with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitutional protection, we dissent. I think that personal language speaks to the risk that other rights will be at risk as well. Hey, Larissa. Hey, Christian. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Have you ever had a Jaffa cake? I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's one of my favorite discoveries of 2022. Uh, that's wonderful. And they just, so first of all, I just realized they make a raspberry one because typically they're orange, but they make a raspberry. Oh, my God. And I just spent... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I um when Kat can't sleep, mm-hmm. I read her Wikipedia as okay. like a bedtime story. Yeah. And there are a few like greatest hits. We were talking about it last night. The article for marshmallows, mm-hmm. the article for fudge, and now the article for Jaffa cakes has entered the rotation. I've read I've read it to her maybe like eight times. I and love she, that. <laughs> and she always falls asleep at the part where they talk about there was some um, some trial in the early 90s to determine whether it was a cookie or a cake, like for tax purposes. I guess cookies and cakes got like different taxes. So they went oh. through this whole list of criteria that like it's a cake, like even though they don't sell it in the same aisle as cakes, it gets hard when it goes stale like a cake okay. um you it, 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 it like a whole just like a whole list of like reasons why it's a cake sure. but that's always the part where she falls asleep that's hilarious <laughs> sometimes if i can't sleep i ask eric to read me um like the most popular things on reddit and oh. yeah and so like he'll show me either like show me what the most streamed video is at that time or like he'll just find a random topic and he'll start like reading different things about it and then i'm just out <laughs> what's calming about that for you um honestly just somebody talking oh okay yeah and like attempting to take in knowledge while i'm trying to sleep is just like my brain knows it's not gonna happen so it's just like you're gonna shut down now that's like an old wives tale right that like if you if you listen to a book about the french language while you sleep you'll wake up and you know french i think so i don't know if it's real that'd be great i don't think it's i, I <laughs> wish it was oh i don't think it's real at all but if but that's like one of those things that you grow up well at least one of those things that i grew up thinking like was true like oh if yeah. you listen to if you listen to a book about art you'll like wake up and you'll be like a an art expert yeah i mean that would be great but i think everybody would be a lot more wealthy if that were the case that's true. It would we be a lot easier become, to learn. Yeah, like we could all be rocket scientists if that were were the case. But. What an absolute nightmare that would be. Right, imagine I would a, hate it. <laughs> imagine a world where you and I are rocket scientists. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so concerning. So hearing people talk calms you down. So you must enjoy mm-hmm. this. 
I do. Yeah. Like I, during my work day, I just, I listen to podcasts all day. I'll, I'll listen to movies now. Um, mostly movies I haven't, or mostly movies I have seen because I already like have the visual. Um, but I just, I, I like some type of background noise. Um, but okay, it, yeah. we're gonna talk yeah. about listening to movies. Go, all right. I'm gonna go back to sleep. This is so we're <laughs> we're already like five ten minutes in. We're still talking about sleep. <laughs> I know. So this is for the pet. Now this is going on like ten years. Like this is the time that I've known my wife. Like mm-hmm. since we first moved in together. Yeah. Um, our go to sleep movie is Clerks Two. Oh hell yeah! Okay. And I I keep the audio saved on my phone whenever we stay at a hotel, whenever we go on vacation, or we're somewhere away from home. Mm-hmm. I, I I play it from my phone, and that's what helps us sleep. That's great. <laughs> so every so most nights for the past decade, we have fallen asleep to the words "Shut the fuck up, Gobot." Like that's a phrase <laughs> that is played in our sleep for the majority of this decade. That is hilarious. Like Obama was president and we were hearing that while we slept. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I I totally understand that. I when I was a kid, I had I don't like I struggle to say I had OCD, but like I had some OCD tendencies and if I like wasn't watching very specific movies while I was falling asleep when I was like I would say between like 12 and 15 I was just like I won't sleep if I if I do sleep I'm gonna have nightmares like it was a it was a thing so I yeah like I used to fall asleep to movies a lot (laughs) that doesn't sound like OCD though that just sounds like you wanted comfort there's comfort in that stuff yeah there definitely is I was like I for probably like six or seven months, all I would watch before bed was um, <laughs> School of Rock with Jack Black. <laughs> yes, that's a great movie. It was such a good movie, and that, like, it that was is newer an underrated movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I was obsessed with it, and I was like, this is this is this is the new one. If I don't fall asleep to this, I'm not gonna sleep. So. I was falling asleep to Borat for a while. Oh, Lord. And I don't, okay. not because of the content, but just because, like, I'd seen it so many. I I went hard on that movie when it came out. Like, that that movie changed my life. Yeah. And yeah. I just, like, I knew, I knew it. I just knew that movie. So I think, again, there was, like, a lot of comfort in it. Like, I just knew what I was going to hear and, like, what I was going to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's fun. <laughs> How did we meet? Tell me what you remember about how I know we oh, met God. at work, like we were yeah. coworkers, but like everything leading up to it, I, I feel like you might have a better memory of that than I do. Because I remember mm-hmm. just needing a job. Like I had been unemployed for a long time. And then we moved to Connecticut, lived there for a year, mm-hmm. and Connecticut sucks. So we came back. <laughs> and I was I was scared that it was gonna happen again because it had already been like three weeks of moving ba- of having moved back to Pennsylvania. Okay. And I didn't have a job yet. Right. And so this hotel across the street from me and down the road was hiring. Mm-hmm. And I had never done anything like that before. And I saw them on Indeed, so I applied. I don't remember anything else. And then suddenly I worked there and you worked there. Right. And I DJ'd your wedding. So it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of stuff (laughs) right fill in some blanks for me how did we meet um so i remember i remember like you coming in for your interview because you came up to the desk and i was there and you said you had an interview um and i called the manager and i told him that you were here there whatever and 
I just remember I was like, this dude looks so cool. Cause like you had this, like you had like a printed dress shirt with like super nice jeans. And from, in my memory, it was like a mauve colored, like velvet suit jacket. And I don't know if I created that or not, but I'm pretty sure that's what you were wearing. Larissa, I'll be fucking damned if I ever own a mauve colored suit jacket. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? It was, I thought No, it the was- pa- I'm going to tell you right now. I remember this. Now I remember this. The pants were burgundy. Okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. Because okay. I, I strictly, I remember leaving the house. First of all, being nervous because that's the first time I had ever gone to an interview in jeans. But I literally owned nothing else. This sure. was the yeah. this was the first job that like taught me how to dress like a professional adult male. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So I owned nothing else, but I, I vaguely remember this. Okay. Well, I just remember you looked cool, <laughs> and I was like, like this guy just looks like. I, I feel like for the time that was like a super hip outfit to go like to an interview in because it was like, I don't know. It just felt like modern and cool. And I remember I was leaving and you had just left like from the interview and like you said, bye and, and all that. And then I saw you like walking up the street and I mean, I lived up the street too. And when I was playing, I was like, Oh, like that, that guy that just had the interviews like walking home. He has to live close by. Like, he'd be great to work here because he, like, lives super close then, obviously. Um, And then I remember the next day, um, the GM saying, like, he was offering you the job. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then next, you know, next moment, you're at the front desk. I'm, like, training you, whatever. And then I was having a party at my house, which then became your house for a time. <laughs> You're skipping ahead in the I'm script. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. We, this is why we have rehearsal, you know? <laughs> um, but I remember like, cause you, you were talking about your wife and I was like, I know her. Like I know she's like, she worked at the grocery store. Right. And like, we kind of like talked about that a little bit. And then I was like, well, I'm having this party if you guys want to come. And then you guys came. And then I just feel like, that was that was that that was pretty much then we were just we were buddies that was it that yeah. was it i remember we hit it off very quickly and i rem- i'll remember so i remember one other thing that has nothing to do with you but the other girl who trained me mm-hmm. uh amanda yeah. i locked her key in a closet on day one <laughs> like the, the 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 second i left the front desk like i ruined it Oh. And I, I specifically remember her being like polite, like, oh, it's fine. It's okay. Like, clearly, mm-hmm. pain in the ass. This fucking guy just came and locked my <laughs> key in the closet. Um, I, I remember, I just, I remember the feeling of that inconvenience. Yeah. I mean, we all did that, though. I mean, I was there for however long, 10 years, and I would still do it. You ever you miss know? it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that, when I came in a couple months ago, and everybody was there and it was just like it's just so familiar like that was you know like my home for a very long time it was like the most consistent place and thing and entity in my life for a decade so like I miss it I miss like the community of it I did truly feel like I had such a a work family I know that's like very cheesy to say but like that is what it was for me Oh, definitely. Um, so, yeah. And we were there at such a 
such a golden sort of time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's it's only golden to us because we lived it. But to to try to explain it now, it's like it wouldn't make any sense because you'd have to know the people that we knew and just mm-hmm. the the climate. You know what I mean? Like, and, oh, yeah. and, and it, that has to happen with other jobs too. Like where yeah. people just become united by their by their frustration. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everybody has sort of has the same goals to like overcome the bullshit of the job and just Absolutely. like and just like do their work. You know what I mean? So like there's that yeah. common goal that I think tends to bond people. Yeah. And I think like where I work now, people will will talk about that sometimes like, "Oh, well, you know, this time in the company was great for XYZ reason." And I'm like, "Yeah, this time where I used to work was great at this time for XYZ reason." And like and it's a lot of back and forth, but like I don't know. I I feel like I've had to come to just accept like, you know, that was that was the time. Like that was one of the best times I'll probably ever have in a job and like I don't know. There's no there's nothing to compare it to now. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean and and yeah. I know that once I don't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know when that'll be, but <laughs> <laughs> But but there will be a day at some point in my life when I'm not working at that place anymore. And right. I'll remember that as like, wow, it never like, I don't know that it'll get any better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's And 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 maybe that comes with time, too, because it's been on and off seven years for me now. It yeah. was 10 years for you. Yeah. And I mean, that was I think that was like the hardest part of of not being there anymore was kind of just like that realization of like okay, so now I have to kind of put this behind me. And like, that made me very sad because like, I wasn't quite ready. Cause I mean, there's very few jobs where like you get to work with your best friends. And like, I mean, Eric worked there. I worked with my husband part-time, like, you know, there's like, I met him there. Like I met, I met you there. I met like literally all of my best friends there. So it was like very, very heartbreaking for a time. (laughs) That's sort of the double-edged sword, I think, of having, like, a really cool job with cool people is that yeah. at some point, like, you might not work there anymore. And, yeah. you know, I feel like people can get caught up chasing that high. I remember I watched a documentary once, and this is going to sound like it's way off base, but it's not. But I was watching a documentary about the history of Atari. Okay. So the company started in the 70s, and their corporate culture was similar to, like, when the internet started in the early 2000s, where, like, it was very sort of off the wall, and they had, like, offices with foosball tables and hot tubs, and <laughs> people were, like, smoking weed and drinking and just coming up with these, like, incredible ideas for products, and they were making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. But what happened was that after that period ended and all these people had to now leave that company and go find something else to do, they ended up just, like, chasing that feeling and like you'll never find that again it's like trying to go back to high school you know what right. i mean like you'll never you'll never capture that vibe exactly. you know yeah. perfectly yeah that's i mean i totally understand that for sure so it sounds like you went really far away for a second are you far away from your thing no can you hear me are you good i can hear it's a little it's a little tinny okay how about is that better oh that's better okay yeah so, yeah you're good okay, okay cool, cool. <clears throat> You didn't go to like a phys- like a physical high school. Where they- no, so you were homeschooled. Right? I was but homeschooled. I, I- yeah. Okay. For like for what length of time? Like what grades? My whole life. <laughs> Your whole life. Yeah. Did you ever go to a prom? Did you get invited to a prom? Uh no. And so the funny thing about that, I had like a really good guy friend. Like I had. So you mentioned Amanda. Amanda was like my best friend. 
and we had this other friend, Sean, and like the three of us were like basically inseparable. And he kept saying like, he wasn't going to go to prom, wasn't going to go to prom. I kept like trying to convince him to just take me. Cause I was like, I don't get to go. Could I please go? <laughs> and he was like, he was trying to be like the cool guy who didn't go to prom. And I was so mad, but yeah, no, I never, I never got to go. So it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably like tainted by my experience with prom, but I will venture to say you're not missing anything. That's, that's what I've been told. And there's been like, um, like this past year, Eric was like, well, we can go to prom like because he's a teacher and he was like you know whatever chaperone and then we didn't go and then like he found like an adult prom but it felt like on an, a, a different date where we had to be somewhere else so like I'm just like I'm just destined not to do it and that's fine I think it's just because like I really like to dance so I'm like I just never had like that fun dance experience but I mean hell I had a wedding and I got to dance with all my best friends so that's fine <laughs> That that is true. You got the you got the uh, like the meat of prom, but yeah. like at an age where you could like appreciate it and, and and have fun with it. Yeah, and we were all you know drinking openly and having a good time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not drinking out of the trunk of a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> right. In the parking lot of some oceanfront right. venue. Or pretending somebody spiked the punch so everyone's getting slammered on yeah, the dance floor. Oh, I'm so I'm so drunk. <laughs> I am so drunk. I cannot believe how drunk I am. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like it's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm going to pass out now. <laughs> I love I love hearing like I won't say I, I'm saying the kids and I feel like that's that's like. I don't want to be insulting, but I love hearing like the 19 and 20 year olds at work talk about like when they drink and when they get yeah. drunk, They're like I get drunk all the time. And like they're at that <laughs> age where they don't realize that that sounds terrible. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I know. Like there's a certain window of time where you could say like, I get drunk all the time and it's not sad. Right. I remember thinking like I could, I thought I was super cool if I could like go shot for shot with like a bigger dude. And now I'm just like, oh, Laura, that was not okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, you know, tell me tell about that. What that. happened? Well, it was just like very, like, I used to, I mean, I used to be able to like have quite a few drinks and like not really feel it. And I mean, that's funny because Irish aren't really known for that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just kind of like, or maybe I could just have my wits about me enough that like I wouldn't act like I was super drunk or something, but. I don't know, like, I just, we'd, like, go out, and if we were with, like, a group of people, I don't know, I was just, like, oh, yeah, I can, like, I can basically go drink for drink with, like, anybody, and I just remember one of Eric's friends being, like, well, don't say that to to Chance, and I was just, like, okay, and then he heard it, and he was, like, that's a challenge, and I'm, like, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> Chance is the most intimidating name for a person in that situation. Right? <laughs> And I knew Chance from like when I was younger because he was from our town and I was and like I just kind of knew he was like had a reputation to be like a big party guy. And I was just like, I shouldn't have said anything. I regret this. And I haven't done it since. So You left nothing to Chance. I did. (laughs) Chance was uh, the guy at our wedding who requested you play. Uh, fat bottom girls and got up on the stage with you you'll have to be more specific Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's a video somewhere 
Can I tell you something about that wedding? I'm glad everybody had fun because from a technical standpoint, that was the most frustrated I had ever been. I know, man. And it had absolutely nothing to do with you or the wedding. It was. It had yeah. everything to do with them telling me that they were ready for me and then they weren't. Right. And I like, I told them basically like what your setup would be. And they're like, okay, that's fine. And then it was just like, not fine. And that's the thing, like, the setup couldn't have been any easier. It's me and a laptop and a wire. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? And, like, to, oh, my God. I I tell people to this day, you know what I did once? I DJed a wedding on all Bluetooth. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which was impressive. (laughs) Like, and we It's like doing the monkey bars backwards. Honestly, though, like, nobody knew. Like, you know, I just, I remember, like. Oh, I'm glad because yeah. holy, God. <laughs> coming they're out. They're still looking. They're still looking for the black box on that one. <laughs> coming out from like getting my makeup done, and you were there, and I was like, "Hey, oh my god!" And you were like, "Nothing works." <laughs> and I was just like, "I'm gonna turn around." <laughs> I know that. I know they say the first rule of like entertainment, just like keep the show moving and don't let people know what's yeah. happening backstage. But that is the first thing I said to you. I said nothing is operational. Yeah, and then I just I like went back. And Katie was doing my hair, and then I heard like the speakers just start blasting, and I was just like, "Thank Christ!" Oh, I know. It's <laughs> like it's... I was like, "I'm not going to pay attention to anything else. I don't care." And then as soon it... as that happened, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was panicking. It's like hearing the water go back on. Like, oh my yeah. god, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was. I'm glad. I'm glad everybody have it. it was, that was fun, and that's mm-hmm. honestly the first time I had ever done anything like that since COVID. Like, it had been yeah. years since I had. Um, I had like DJed anything. I don't even tell people I'm a DJ. I kind I kind of keep it as like friends only. Oh, that's nice. I think that's a only because like it's a lot of pressure to do it. I think for people that you don't know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a certain like, and it's it's more tolerable again when it's people you know. But there's a certain kind of like, um, what would I call it? There's a certain kind of like entitlement that comes from the fact that anybody in the world can now like play whatever music they want whenever they want. Yes. Yep. So to have somebody in charge of that decision now, it's like it doesn't it doesn't compute as easily anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, and that makes a lot of sense. I feel like too any everybody thinks like it's easy when it's not. It's 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 not. It's I mean. It is, but it isn't, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you enjoy, because I, 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 I think that there are a lot of DJs, and I, I wouldn't even consider myself like a DJ. Like I'm a DJ for my friends, but I wouldn't consider myself like a professional DJ. Right. There are a lot of people who do that for a living that don't really enjoy music on any level, other mm-hmm. than the fact that it's like it's a means to an end, like it makes them money. Yeah. But I feel like I, I, I tend to take things. When it comes to like entertainment and like doing things for people, I tend to take it a little more seriously, which might be why I fit in really well at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think too, like, like we trusted you because like we all have like very similar tastes and stuff. So like we knew like you weren't going to just start playing weird ass house music at our wedding. <laughs> Which somebody did ask for, by the way. And I was, <laughs> it's it's also that's another thing. It's hard to communicate to people that like, for like for lack of a better phrase, like I have my orders. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like this yeah. isn't me just like doing what I want to do. Like this, there was a specific designation for this. Right, right, yeah. Like we gave you some like we gave you a list, and like if you wanted to deter from the list, we trusted you to do so. <laughs> like, 
but yeah, I'm not, I'm not too surprised that somebody was asking for that. We had, we have a few friends who love to be in control of the music. Um, like anytime, like, even if we just like go to somebody's house, like there's music on and like, they're like constantly skipping tracks or like changing it to like a different genre. And it's just like, we can just chill. <laughs> well, I really loved meeting those friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> How's married life compared to not married life? Do you like, do you notice any significant difference in like the way you operate with Eric? No, not really. Um, yeah. I would say if anything, just having bought a house together, there's just like a few different, I don't know, ways we like communicate what needs to be done to the house. Um, because like, I mean, obviously there's more responsibility with it. So like, we've just had to learn how to communicate projects a little bit better. Um, but not really with our marriage. Cause like we've been together now for close to seven years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we were friends before that. So we've been in each other's lives for closer to like 12 years. And we learned how to be friends, like really good friends first. And then we moved in together after dating after a year. So like we've just been living together forever now. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like after we got married, basically nothing changed. I just like, We've been uh, hopping on each other's insurances a little, little willy-nilly, but that's it. <laughs> so you guys moved in together after a year. Mm-hmm. As somebody who... Okay, Kat and I moved in with each other after about two and a half months. Okay, yeah. And we just like, and we just like knew that that was the move. Mm-hmm. How? W- tell me what that process was like, what that thought pattern was like. Like, how did you know that that was the next step? I imagine you were nervous. Yeah. (laughs) So the funny thing about that is, um, so after I moved from the loft, I moved in with Emily. Um, and I wasn't fully like planning on not living with Emily for like about two years or so. So like we, we lived together, um, and Eric and I had started dating right before we moved in together. Um, and then we were coming up on a year of living together where we would have had to renew our lease. And I'm standing in the kitchen with M and she just goes, um, so Sarah and I are going to start looking at apartments in Philly. Cause I, I, you know, I figured we just wouldn't resign the lease. And I was like, okay. Oh. Um, that, well, that's and one way. She's like, and I figured you and Eric were just going to move in together. And I was just like, okay, I'll ask him. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I'll ask him. <laughs> It was just funny, like, because I was I was thinking about it, but I wasn't quite sure, like, where she was at. And I wasn't sure where he was at. But he also had just his roommate had just moved out as well. So I was like, that would make sense. But he had also mentioned asking another friend of ours to maybe move in with him. So I was very unsure. Um, So this is in like February and our lease was in May, I think. And so I was like, it was freaking valentine's day weekend and we made this very extravagant pizza together that had like not the stuff like heavy ass stuff on it there was like alfredo sauce and like peppers and like sausage and all this stuff so we're like eating it and i like have to ask him this question (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'm like 
this is like, I'm like nauseous, I'm nervous. So then um, he like gave me a gift for Valentine's Day. And I was like, so, hey, I have to talk to you about something. <laughs> like, very like, <laughs> um, I don't know what to do. And I was just like, uh, so Em's going to move to Philly. Do you want to like live together? <laughs> and he was like, oh, you want to you want to move in with me? And I was just like, if if you if it's available <laughs> to do so. And he was like, yeah, we can do that. And I was just like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that makes sense. Right. And I was like, yeah, because we were basically both out of roommates. So it was very kind of like. I don't want to say sudden, but it was like, I, it was in the back of my mind. It was in the back of his mind. And then it was just kind of like, all right, well, let's just, let's just do it. That's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's a really sweet way for that to happen. Yeah, it was, it was good. And like, so that would have been February. Yeah. And then May, end of May, we started moving in. So yeah, it was good. So was that was that the first time you had ever lived with somebody of the opposite sex? No, I had I did live with my ex for a bit. Um, so that was it was just very different because I I always I get along a lot better with my my husband. <laughs> sure. Well that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's always good. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't the first time, but it was it's definitely a better experience. But there wasn't like that trepidation of like, oh, I've never lived with a guy before. No, like, and and yeah. I like, yeah, I grew up with my brother and like his friends always in and out of the house. So like, I very much knew what to expect with like having, having lived with some men in the past. So that was fine. I don't know why I'm just thinking to say this now, but mm-hmm. at my senior prom, I wore a solid pink suit. I love that. I had that in my notes and I didn't. <laughs> I gotta, gotta maximize the paper here. Oh, that's hilarious. See, like, was... I just, I know, like, you dress cool. So, like, that's why I thought you had a freaking mauve velvet dress jacket on for some oh, reason. Listen, listen, lest you think this was cool. It's fine. I looked like. You know when a house is getting fumigated and they put that big circus tent over it? <laughs> yes. I look like I was getting sprayed for weevils. Oh god! It was like because I went to like the wrong kind of suit store. Like yeah. I, they dressed me. Ah, uh, uh, Larissa, they dressed me like I was hosting Soul Train. Like I had these like <laughs> the pants were like flowy, and I, I, if I haven't destroyed all the photos, I'll find one. That's but. great. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that connects to anything we were talking about, but well, you mentioned your brother, and I, I <laughs> shared a room with my brother for like years and years and years. So <laughs> maybe that helped me when it came time for like us to to move into because I had never lived with anybody other than Cat and my family. So that was yeah. like that was an adjustment and a half. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's different at first because I think there was only like really one moment where. So I mean, Eric had never lived with. No, actually, he did live with girls, but not like a girl sharing his bedroom. So I just remember there was like, like the one time he was frustrated with something and he like, he was going up to get ready for bed. And I was like, well, I'm tired. So I'm going to go to bed. And I, I went and laid down and he walks in the bedroom. He goes, oh, you're here now. 
<laughs> and I was just like, um, I, I live here. Would you like me to go sleep in the spare bedroom? <laughs> and he was just like, no, I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> so, what, so if he was, if he was angry, would you go sleep in the spare bedroom? Um, at- or would you like offer it and then like be <laughs> put off if he was like, yeah, go ahead and do that. At that moment, I might have just like, I would have just been like, oh, okay. <laughs> but no, I don't, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're trying. I mean, I don't want to say we're trying. We try very hard to just like, I, again, the cliche of like, don't go to bed angry type of thing. But it's like, you know, if we're frustrated with something, we'll communicate it before we take it out on each other, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That's, that's something that we are always working on. But honestly, yeah. the past, like, some sometime in the past year, we we started doing this thing where like, if we're angry, we realize that we're not necessarily angry at the person, but angry at the situation, and we just kind of want to yeah. be like understood and acknowledged and, and validated. Yeah. So so one of us will say something like, "I love you. I don't want to fight with you. Let's talk about it," and we'll say it just like that. Yeah. It's and it'll make everything so much better because you realize at the end of the day, like we're still friends. I'm not gonna not talk to you anymore because right. whatever's happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. Right. Like, hey, man, you're like my most important friend here. So. Yeah, right. You're like the you're like number one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it That makes so much sense. And like that's if more people did that, I think that people would be a lot better off. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, it doesn't take a lot to just like mm-hmm. say that. But it does. It does. It took it took almost a decade of, of breaking through a lot of stuff in order to like get to that point where, you know, you can just like speak calmly mid-argument yeah yeah definitely what's the last thing you guys argued about and then i'll tell you i'll tell you ours um that's tough i mean we've argued most recently probably about like house stuff i guess and it's it's more so like so we're both very indecisive people um and like that can be very difficult (laughs) So we're, we're trying to possibly put an addition on the house um, and we're trying to like prioritize other projects on top of it. So I want to say just kind of our timeline for stuff was probably our last argument. Um, Just like, not sure. There's a lot of steps and like trying to organize the steps is not easy. I could understand that. Yeah. And there's a lot to place into it because that's time and money. Oh, and yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we've like, we'll like let stuff like that kind of build a little bit. And then like, we'll just kind of one thing will like set one of us off. And it's just like, even about like little decisions, then it's just like, well, I want tacos for dinner. So we're going to have tacos for dinner. And then it's kind of like, well, I didn't want tacos tonight. <laughs> like, Little little dumb shit like that. <laughs> right, yeah. right. The last thing that we argued about, and, and and maybe even in line with that thing that you just said, but I think the last thing that we really argued about was like, all right, so my wife has a habit of saying things. Okay, so say we're in the living room, mm-hmm. and she wants to go to the freezer, have a popsicle, watch a show, go to bed. Yeah. Every step of the way, she'll say, you want to get a popsicle? <laughs> You want you, you want to watch an episode of this thing with me? Yeah. You want to go to bed? And I 
<laughs> made the mistake of <laughs> saying, if I, I, that's not what I want. If I want to do that, I'll do that. Just go ahead and do that if that's what you want. Yeah. And in this argument, I learned that there's like a Long Island way of saying things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're like... That doesn't, that, she's not asking me if that's my desire. She's saying, go fucking get a popsicle from the freezer, watch this thing, and we're going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just like trying to be like half as polite about it. Right. It was the same thing with like the phrase, I don't care. Yes. And that used to like, that used to get on my ass because I was like, well, clearly you care. That's why we're having this conversation. Right. Like this wouldn't be a question if you didn't care. Yeah. But then I realized that no, she really doesn't. Just go ahead and do anything. It's fine. I. I have moments where I'm I'm like, I fully don't care. I just need you to make this decision. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You just like you're just tired of making the choice. Just make a choice yep. and let's move on. Yep. Yep. Happens. <laughs> Happens with food, like all the time. Yeah. Food For some reason, food communication is like food and like what we're gonna watch at night. Those are like the two things. And I will say, like, if I don't feel like watching a specific thing, I'll just be like, I don't care, just not this. Um but that can also, it's not like, I don't know, it doesn't really cause arguments. It's just kind of like, then we don't decide and we don't decide and we don't decide. And then it's like 11 o'clock and we're like, well, fuck this, we're going to bed. <laughs> yes, that's, hap- that's happened to us many times. Yeah. Where we just get so caught up in the argument about the decision that the time to make the decision has passed. And now it's like the next day. Yeah. It's hell with it. It's fine. <laughs> we were fine. Turns out we were fine all along. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Larissa, where are you from originally? I am from, um, I was born in Salem, Massachusetts, and I lived in Lynn, Massachusetts, uh, which is about 20 minutes outside of Boston. How how connected do you feel to Massachusetts? Like, have you lived in Lancaster long enough that you consider Lancaster like your home, or do you still feel like a strong pull to 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 Massachusetts? I feel a pull there still. I was, I've definitely been like, raised in Pennsylvania specifically in Lancaster but like I mean I have the state of Massachusetts tattooed on my arm so like I have a very strong bond to Massachusetts I just there is such a a like very specific it's it's kind of like Long Island for cat (laughs) like it's there's something that's always like you're always going to appreciate being from this place. Um, and like, I still have family that lives there. Um, I've had like very fun, important trips there. Um, I took Amanda there before Eric proposed to me there. Like there's a lot of very good things attached to it for me. Um, I mean, I, I love it there. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's just a very different atmosphere. So I do really, I do really Love it there still. I wouldn't live there because of the weather, but I like it there a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was gonna ask what about what about Massachusetts it is, but mm-hmm. I guess it's 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 the geography and just the and just the feel of it. Yeah, and like so where we lived, we lived two blocks from um the beach. So we like we were very coastal, um, North Shore, and it was just it was really cool because like when I was a kid, we would like go for walks pretty much every night when it wasn't snowing (laughs) and um Mm -hmm. you like walk two blocks and like look up the street and like there's the ocean so like it was it was just a really cool place to be and then on that beach specifically you can like look out over and the skyline for boston was like very visible so it was just like a very like picturesque 
part of the state and it is just very pretty and I love like I really like architecture like just like the different types of architecture in different areas and like I just really like the architecture there there's a lot of like Victorian homes and like very like weirdly put together homes I just I, I like it that's kind of how I feel about Connecticut. And I didn't realize I felt that way until, I mean, it's always that way, right? You don't realize you feel that way until you leave. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, um, I miss like that type of house that you only find by the water. Yes. You know what I mean? Like with the white trim and like the mm-hmm. dark blue paneling and like the, I miss that like half-assed nautical kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like I it's do. people that you know aren't like, these people aren't sailors, but right. but they live on the beach and they're like making the most of it. Like I miss yeah. I miss being close to the beach. I think that that's a definite like you could draw a line between like somebody's happiness and how close they are to like a large body of water. I Absolutely, feel like. and that's like some I believe that's somewhat scientifically proven. Is like a lot of people just thrive more by bodies of water, specifically empathetic people. Um, I don't know. I don't know like the full science behind it, but like people find that they feel more relaxed and like can like heal better by the water. It's healing. Yeah. And especially healing like when you grow up near it, like when that becomes just like a part of your line of sight yes. from day to day. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I feel like, you know, oh, I just miss it so much. I miss being like with, I used to be within walking distance. I mean, I'm, 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 I grew up in Connecticut and mm-hmm. um, my, my little town, West Haven, it's like a suburb of New Haven, but mm-hmm. like, wherever we lived, we were just like, a, I was like a half hour, like walk from the beach. Yeah. And I, I loved it so much. It's, it's so nice. And that, yeah, it is like once you realize it's not that accessible to you anymore, it's just kind of like, oh, wow, that was, that was cool. Yeah. Right. Again, like you don't realize it until like it's not there anymore. But like, yeah, I always think about it, like, oh, I wish I could. I like I wish I could go. I, I, I say I've been saying that more and more often lately. Mm-hmm. My parents just bought a house like kind of near the beach. Oh, nice. And I have to go. Yeah, they just moved in uh, this past weekend. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm real nervous about it because nobody asked me like to help. Sure. Yeah. And I'm thinking like. Maybe because she knows, like, I live four hours away that, like, she didn't, like, inconvenience me. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, like, all the stuff that they own. I'm like, oh, my God, please just hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That I I don't think that I would ever want to, like, move. I don't. I, I would want to, like, offer to, like, hire movers for family members at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We're sort of past the age where that's, like, a viable thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, when we were first moving to, like our first apartment in Connecticut. Like, yeah, like I, I got my brother and his two friends like a 12-pack of beer and a pizza and yep. carried all our shit up the stairs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We can't really do that anymore because now we got like back problems and shit. Right, yeah. How do how do we get so old so quickly? It happened real How fast. does time goes by like so <laughs> fast? I feel like since, I mean, since 2020, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like one of those people is just like back in the old days because <laughs> it really that is shit. just like it's yeah, yeah it's you know wipe, wiped us all completely and that's that is what it is. It really did. That should change me. I think uh-huh. for the better. Yeah. I think for the better. I feel like I'm a better person having come out of all that stress. Yeah. Yeah. Same with you? I do. Yeah. I've learned a lot about myself and <laughs> like what you should and like I guess I've learned more like how to prioritize like mental health and like 
self-care stuff more than mm-hmm. any time before. Yeah, that, that yeah, I think I think that that's probably you could probably fit all the change that I made in that period under that umbrella, like self-care and yeah. like self-prioritization. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just putting yourself first and putting your comfort first. Yeah, that that was a, that was a huge one for me. Yeah, it's. I think it opened a lot of people's eyes to the importance of. I mean, countless things, but like very specific in mental health and self-care and. I want to say work-life balance for a lot of people too, which is oh huge. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you're seeing it right now. Yeah. You get you got a whole a whole room of people that'll quit a job if they're not giving them what they want. I kind honestly, mm-hmm. like, I know it's like contributing to like whatever crisis is happening right now at the labor. I, I, Larissa, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. and and in that way because see now now that I'm at the hotel, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not a front desk agent. I'm the front desk manager. Right, and in that way, like. I think I'm a bad manager. Like, if you find another job, like, fucking A, go for that job. Yeah, yeah. Shit, are they hiring? Let me know. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna, like, I want to keep you here, but I'm not gonna keep you here. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, I get it. And maybe it's comes, maybe it comes from working for so many jobs and for so many people that, like, will make you feel indentured to them. Sure. That I was like, when I become a manager, like I, I never want to do that. Like I never want to be that guy that's like, oh, I, I I have something to do at home. Like my kid needs me, but Christian needs me to work. I'm never going to be that guy. No. And I think, I mean, even for that atmosphere, I mean, the pandemic changed that for the hotel because, I mean, I felt very much indentured there just because like, because of previous managers. And it was always like, you know, you, I don't know how to like word it properly, but it, it was very much just like, I, I did try to leave a couple times and then I was convinced to stay or, you know, like if you don't do a good enough job, like you can be replaced and stuff like that. And it's just like, you wouldn't hear that now. I don't think <laughs> like, no, no. And we talk about that all the time. Yeah. That like, and 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 this is getting very specific. There's probably only a handful of people that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. But there's there used to be a vibe there back in the day mm-hmm. where everybody was afraid for their jobs because everybody felt replaceable. Yeah. Like they made that so clear yep. all the time. Yes. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? So as a result, there was like a lot of friction because everybody was just kind of bumping against each other. Everybody was shook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah, people arguing and fighting. And it was just it was a, it was very it was very not looking back on it mm-hmm. extremely toxic extremely not pleasant yeah and i think that's like you know hindsight is ironically 2020 but it is just <laughs> like yeah like it, it it was toxic at times and it was great at times and you know it's just it's weird to be like in a different place now i guess and you're working from home now um, I work from home mostly. I do go into the office a few times, like for like half days, maybe like two half days a week. Um, and that's just because I'm the assistant to like a very large team. So if like somebody in the office needs something, I'll, I'll go in for it um, that like I have to be there for. But it is primarily work from home. I don't know about you, but I find I play the assistant role a lot better than being like the guy. Yeah, I, so I am the assistant to a a lot of customer service reps and then um, half of the country's field sales reps. 
And I mean, it's a, it's a lot to do. Um, but I, I don't know how I would fare in sales again, I guess. <laughs> um, especially post pandemic, because I don't know, I just right before the pandemic, it was hard enough to like get people to talk to you in person. And I just don't know how it would, how it would go now. I don't know that I would be able to do that either. Sales is difficult. Yes. I mean, I imagine like, and maybe you might know this better than I do, but I imagine that like once you're, like once you're in the shit, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know that that's what you're doing like to make a living. Some part of you kicks in and it's like, okay, got to do this. Let's do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was, I, pretty much every morning that I was in, in sales for the hotel, it was like, that pep talk of just like, cause I was doing cold calls and that was very difficult because either most people had already heard of us and like somebody had already made their rounds at all of the local businesses or like there would just be like the door slammed in your face. So like it would be, I'd get up, go into the office, make my plan for the day, grab a coffee. And then I would just like kind of sit in my car for five minutes before I leave and just be like, you can do this. It's fine. <laughs> like It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then, um, and then basically, I mean, for every one person that will talk to you, you get at least like seven people that won't. I don't mind people not wanting to talk to me, but the hanging up part, yeah. hanging up on me, like, don't fucking do that. Like, yeah. don't disrespect me like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that part, I don't know that I could handle. Right. And like going into an office building and like knowing who the contact is and saying, hi, I would like to speak with this person. And then, you know, like the desk person is just like, no. <laughs> and like, okay, well, here's my information. <laughs> Different. <laughs> you want some of your vegetable questions? Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe like... I. I, I... I just opened the. I just opened my lid for my because I usually keep this down. I just opened it up, and I can only imagine this is God speaking to me. Your vegetable <laughs> questions are right here on my desktop. I'll take like two. Two. All sure. right. Actually, I, I should I should explain this because that sounds very funny out of context. So I do the, I do this thing every year called the twenty four hour game show marathon. This was the ninth one, and you were going to come and it you was. were going to play a game in which I invited people to give me like a specialist subject, and you'd get questions on that particular thing. And that's what I learned that you know a lot about vegetables. I do. <laughs> and you couldn't come to the thing because you got exposed to COVID, and that's fine. Yeah. And we had a great time, and I missed you. I can't. I hope you can come to the next one. But I now have a list of twenty something vegetable questions. I don't know what to do with right. You want like two of them? Let's do two. <laughs> All, right. All right, let me find let me find a good one. Let me find a good one. Okay. Uh, hmm. Some vegetables are more widely purchased for reasons other than being served as food. In North America, what vegetable is sold more in the month of October than throughout the rest of the year? I mean, I want to say pumpkin, but is pumpkin a fruit? Yeah, it's a fruit. It's pumpkin. Oh, it is pumpkin. Okay. It's pumpkin. It's pumpkin. <laughs> okay, it's pumpkin. that's good. Yay, pumpkin. 
According to expert chefs, it's advised to briefly scald the vegetable in boiling water, then plunge it into ice water to halt the cooking process. What is the name of this process that helps preserve a vegetable's quality over time? Blanching. Blanching? Yeah. You would have been fine. <laughs> you would have been fine. You want one more, like maybe like a harder one? Okay, sure. <laughs> the last one, last one, last one. Um... In Korean cuisine, it's common to provide a number of side dishes with many meals. What Korean word refers to a side dish of salted and fermented vegetables, typically cabbage and often spicy, that accompanies most meals? Kimchi? Yeah. Yeah. What were you... You nothing to be nervous about. I don't know. I, I'm like... I'm just... I'm, I'm upset I couldn't go. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I'll, yeah. I have to have I have to have a writer's write three more vegetable questions now that I that's burned through. That's okay. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm I'm glad that I could have maybe won. <laughs> you would have been you would have been just fine. That's hilarious. Good. I know. How I was you... like straight up just like googling and watching YouTube videos about vegetables and like very random things <laughs> for like a month. How did you, so how does one come to identify that as like something that they know more about than anything else? Like, how did you get into vegetables? Um, so growing up, um, I was obsessed with the Food Network, like Game Show yeah. Network to you was what Food Network was to me. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know a lot about food. Like I just know a very large I don't know like I have a weird knowledge about different ways to cook things um yeah vegetables even like some butchery stuff I could probably just know like there's just random things that I know and I like I started cooking when I was really little um my grandma started teaching me how to bake when I was like four and then my mom basically let me do whatever I wanted in the kitchen starting at like seven. Um, so I just have had that going for basically my whole life. And um, I just love it. I just, I love cooking. I love food. I love vegetables. I love preparing food for people. I love trying new ways to prepare things. Um, and like, I, I told Eric recently, like it's, it's because I've like, I've had this weird knowledge and like, I just have I like would binge watch Food Network shows like at night when I was trying to fall asleep and stuff like that. So like I just I can make a souffle just because I know how to do it. And like I've actually done that, like I just knew how to do it. So I tried it one day and I did it just to say that I did it. And that's and that's it. So. Well, that's how you learn. You just like jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so when, yeah, yeah, no, 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 I, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I won, um, I won like, uh, a cooking, like a live cooking competition, um, in, I guess it was 2012. So it's, I mean, it's, yeah, 10 years ago now, but I no won. Way. Yeah. There, they, there used to be, um, Pennsylvania gourmet show. Um, and it was held at the expo center in New York. And I, like applied to be on it and then like people voted for people to be on it and I got on and it was like chop style so like we didn't know what we were gonna have for ingredients um and then it was judged by actually one of the first winners of chopped on Food Network was one of the judges because she was a local chef um and then yeah I won 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I have a very large passion for cooking. <laughs> Wait, what did you make? What was like your winning dish? Um, so the secret ingredients were a French chicken breast, um, mushrooms, cheddar cheese, paprika, I think was one of them. And um, one other thing, I can't remember what it was, but I made um, a potato mushroom hash that had like bacon and like dried cranberries in it. And then like the a pan roasted chicken breast with um, like a cheddar cheese paprika sauce on top. That's that's so resourceful. It was fun. <laughs> wow, yeah. that is fun. That is fun. Yeah, was, well, that's one of the things fun. that always amazes me about Chop. Is like the, the just like the immediate and and it may be on TV scripted ahead of time or they know mm-hmm. like what they're heading into, but the immediate resourcefulness. I'm like I'm fascinated by that. That's so cool. I did not know that. Yeah, I used to try to like enter different. Like I would just enter like stuff at the fair for like baking and, and things like that. But and the, this year actually. Um, like Kennett Squared has their mushroom festival every year. Yeah. Um, and I I looked on the website earlier today and they have a like a cooking contest. And I was like, maybe I should do it this year. Cause like I've not done it in so long. Like it'd be kind of fun to try to do it again. You should do it. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You should do that. Oh, I think I will. <laughs> Oh my God! I is it a, is it a kind of thing with like an audience? Can I come see you? I don't know. I think I think that it might be because like from from like pictures I've I've seen of it, it looks kind of like it might have to be live. Um, just from like the entry. oh, I'll go see it. I'll go see. Yeah, it. that would be oh awesome. Oh my God! <laughs> well, cause I'll probably go to the mushroom. I love the mushroom festival. Yeah. I love mushrooms. Yeah. Um, so I will probably be there anyway. But yeah hell yeah go for it yeah it just i miss doing stuff like that like every now and then i'll i'll look up cooking contests near me and like nothing really like there's no live contests normally um and that's just like that's the fun way to do it you know it's more enjoyable to like have that pressure to actually i don't i don't love writing recipes i think that's part of it too like i could i've entered recipe contests and i've won recipe contests before but like it's just more fun to like actually present something to somebody who's judging you. Well, no pressure, but I, I look forward to sampling your winning dish. Absolutely. <laughs> Larissa, I ask this question of everybody who participates in this show because participation in this show is a choice. Typically, it's somebody who filled out my thing on Reddit or on my website and they just gave me their basic info and we set up a thing and I never talked to them before. You wanted to do this and I wanted to have you on, but you wanted to do this more importantly. <laughs> what? <laughs> why why did you want to do this um i guess like i mean i've been listening to it basically since you started it and i always thought like when you started it i was like that's so fun i want to go on it and then i was like it's called stranger than christian i'm not a stranger so i just kind of figured i would see if you would want to talk to me (laughs) even though i know you um it's just it's fun to have conversations with your friends and it's fun to have conversations with anybody especially like when i mean when i talk to you we're usually face to face so like and like there's a subject out there it's not just like you know as as random i guess in a sense i don't know this sounds weird yeah we don't get to shoot the shit very often right yeah so i don't know i think just like partially that and like 
I don't know. Yeah, just to kind of have a fun conversation with you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you why I was excited to you know to do this with you other than the fact that we're great friends and i've known you for a long time yeah. and i know that we can like we can keep the ball in the air you know yeah um there are there are certain people in my life that for some reason i find myself talking better around sure like there's like i i i i tend to take pride in like the way i communicate with people and just and just my ability to just like talk yeah do you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. get a point across and 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 empathize and just like you know generally have a conversation i just i pride myself in those skills yeah. but there are certain people that i know that for some reason they just like their presence just like makes me want to talk better yeah and i do and you're one of those people it's you and cat and a couple friends back home yeah and a, an, and and like another buddy I have in Lancaster, like five people in my life that for some reason I just like I just feel like from a communication standpoint I'm at my best talking to them, and you're one of those people. I totally understand that, and I feel very very much the same because it is like yeah, like it's a a good communication, and like it there's a lot like to go off of each other in a sense, like you know, like you ask questions and like, I ask questions back and it's just like, there's a lot of good information being shared, I guess. And it's just, it like makes you more interested in that person. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I think we're just like really smart. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think we're just like really, really we're like, like, so smart. it's like, we're like so intelligent. Like it's way past everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like you couldn't even comprehend it. <laughs> I know. I anybody listening? Do you understand? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to speak slower. <laughs> Larissa, this was so much fun. I can't believe it's been an hour already. I know this was so much fun. Thank, Thank you. you for doing Thank this. Thank you, Christian. Um, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> this is you're now added to the list of front desk people who have talked to me for this thing. <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh my god, that's right. I loved Gary's episode. <laughs> Do you? That's a funny word for his episode. <laughs> uh, it was great. I, I learned. I learned a lot about. I learned a lot about. I learned a lot about him. So did I. <laughs> and, and, and anyone listening to this should just like go check out Gary's episode. Yes. And, and and I apologize in advance. <laughs> it was fascinating. It was. It were yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. But so was this one. Thank you oh, so yes. much. Thank you, Christian. Absolutely. Stay safe. <laughs> I'm sure I will see you soon. Absolutely. See ya. All right, Larissa. Yep. Good night. Bye. Stranger Than Christian is edited, hosted, and produced by me, Christian Carrion, from my studio in beautiful downtown Lancaster City, Pennsylvania. New episodes are released every Saturday morning on all major streaming services and at StrangerThanChristian.com. For more information, email me at StrangerThanChristian at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at StrangerThanC. Until next week, thank you for tuning in to Stranger Than Christian. Good night. Hi, I'm Christian Carrion, inviting you to play the daily game of Lucky Letters and Clever Clues. It's Pundle. What the wife said to her husband when he bought the same cereal again. Honey, not Cheerios. Each day, guess the answer to the hidden phrase. Things can get a bit... punny. Bring your rolling pin just in case. You might need it. I write all the puzzles and every morsel of hate I receive about my puns increases my power tenfold. Join the fun and play Pundle, a daily word game with some real groaners. Check it out at packdudegames.com slash pundle. That's 
Undle with a P in front of it.